This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, where in a single moment you can recognize your brilliance and change your life. This is a transformational hour that covers an array of topics that demonstrate how individuals use their native talents, as shown in their name, to look at the ordinary in extraordinary ways. Albert Einstein once said that everybody's a genius. Why would one of the smartest people on the planet declare that everyone is a genius unless he knew that to be true? I'm your host, Sharon Lynn Wyatt creator of Namology Science and author of Know the Name, Know the Person. And in each weekly show, you'll hear the fascinating ways other people discovered the genius in them and what they were able to accomplish. At the end of each show, you'll hear clues on how you can recognize your own innate genius. All over the world, people have many, many diverse interests. And in that vein, people have asked about different occupations and areas of life that have highly interested them. People want to know how highly successful people have managed to achieve their genius mindset by utilizing the gifts that are seen in their names using nameology science. So how does someone express their creative talents and how does someone share those gifts with others in such a way that all benefit? Our expert tonight is Susan Klopstein, who has developed her genius in the area of soul wealth. Being able to access the wealth of information accessible to the soul regarding covenants, Akashic records, and an individual's blueprints, blueprints for life. Susan Klopstein is a soul scientist, psychotherapist, spiritual healer, and founder of Soul Wealth, a healing process that begins where psychotherapy leaves off. Susan graduated summa cum laude with an MA in clinical psychology from a national university in Irvine, California. She has dedicated more than 20 years to developing and mastering her soul wealth healing techniques, which identify the unique spiritual wealth of information, knowledge, and experience held in the heart of every client. In addition, Susan is a career counselor who helps clients identify their intellectual type, their relational gifts, communication styles, and functional talents to define their joy job and their life purpose. Uncovering this wealth of information heals and transforms the soul's path, leading to a new soul trajectory and a life of fulfilling relationships, purposeful mission, and abundant financial returns. Susan is not afraid of dysfunction and is prepared to tackle any client challenge. She launched her healing career as an intern assessing dual diagnosis clients suffering from addictions and personality disorders at the Orange County Clinic in Costa Mesa, California. She also interned at Laguna Beach Community Clinic as a marriage and family therapist, working with couples, children, and families on crisis recovery issues. Working in private practice with Dr. Wayne Hart, she gained valuable experience counseling patients with dissociative and personality disorders. 
As the former communications and marketing manager for Toshiba America, Susan used her business experience to help clients running companies improve their business plans. While working at Toshiba, she created and implemented the award-winning InTouch national advertising campaign for Toshiba Corporate and the Toshiba Telecommunications Systems Division. She also developed the crisis management campaign Toshiba used to overcome the silent submarine scandal after a Toshiba subsidiary was caught illegally selling machines used for quieting submarine propellers to the Soviet Union in 1987. During her years at Toshiba, Susan managed an annual budget of $9.4 million and oversaw the advertising launch of 15 new products. Her name indicates she can learn anything once the foundation has been taught to her. She likes her instructor to be nearby in order to immediately answer questions. Once Susan understands the foundation, she's no longer dependent on the teacher and wishes to kindly let the teacher know that services are no longer required. Susan's name indicates that she does not care to be micromanaged in the least, and it also indicates that she wishes to make the world a better place. Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You radio show, Susan. Thank you. What a pleasure. What a pleasure. Thank you for such a lovely introduction. I, I really appreciate it. Very sweet. In one minute or less, can you tell us how you jumped from managing such a strong position in corporate America to working as working in Toshiba to an independent practice doing what you do today? Oh, definitely. It, it really was a two-year jump, and it, it really was a result of a family tragedy because my brother had died. And all of a sudden, I found myself standing in the midst of a national ad campaign and a dealer meeting where I had 400 dealers and a team of actors and actresses and singers at a large dealer theater-style product introduction show. And I was looking at all that I had achieved and saying, but this doesn't mean anything. Okay, hold that thought. Hold that thought. We need to take a break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which can be heard on knowthename.com. After the break, we'll find out about soulmates and if everybody gets one. including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net.
Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good to Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at Songs and Stories for Soldiers. Soldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyatt, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which can be heard on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. 
Our guest tonight is Susan Klopstein, whose website is soulwell.com. Susan, right before the break, you were telling us that at Toshiba, once your your brother died, that you felt that it didn't have as much meaning or worth. Would you continue, please? The bottom line was a life was lost. A life path was terminated, and it was terminated prematurely. And all of a sudden, advertising and PR didn't have value to me. People did. Relationships did. And people's health and their purpose had meaning to me. When did you know it was time to switch? I mean, you had this tragedy in your family, and so you switched your thinking. But how did you ease out of such a high-level corporate position into counseling others? I had a good friend who I said, you know, I really, really would like to be a therapist. I think that I it would be a better occupation for me. And she said, oh, my goodness, you know, everything you do in life is about therapy, and people have stopped and told you their life stories since you were eight years old. Would you please consider doing this seriously? (laughs) Oh, how wonderful to have that kind of support. You know, Yeah. yeah, I understand, too, that you've studied a lot of different spiritual pathways, and so you have an interest in spirituality, and that also comes in. So how do you incorporate that into the psychology? Well, psychology means science of the soul. So Christianity or Muslim faith or Shinto or Buddhist or Hindu faith, um, to have a basic precept of all of it, it, it really fits right in. And, you know, it brings me to just the thought, the most recent DNA analysis that we have of the Shroud of Turin would indicate that if that was truly Jesus, it was um, the DNA of a Druid. And a Druid is someone who um, incorporates the belief system of all major religions. Mm, so my feeling was, long before that became scientific knowledge, that every religion had something major to teach on Earth. Every single one of them, we have learned from them. And I I happen to have a heart for Christianity because I think it integrates so many precepts of each and every one. When you were switching occupations, did there get to be stumbling blocks or did people go, oh, yeah, how do you know what you're doing? I mean, was there something that you had to overcome along the way? I needed to do my own therapy. How could I bring people through their pain if I didn't have the courage to process my own? It's very, very important to have a great deal of courage and look at your own pain if you want to bear testimony to the pain of another person and have the courage to stand for them with strength and pull them through. Okay, so switching topics a little bit, we all want to know about soulmates. First, please define soulmates and how they're different from other mates and soul partners. All right. When I use the term soulmate, to me, anyone can be a soulmate, anyone at all. 
someone that we have a covenant with in a past lifetime, um, someone that we have a covenant from the heavenly plane, um, someone that we have been in a service group with, in a mission group with, in a primordial family group. We were created with that soul, maybe, um, in a work group. Those are all soulmates. And soulmates, by the way, it, through our incarnation, they can be any age, sex, size, shape. It doesn't matter, any, any background. But a soul partner, that's different. The soul partner is the male or female equivalent of ourselves. It's our Adam or our Eve in the world. And it's different because basically we carry a same strand of DNA. The soul partner relationship, um, the feminine aspect being made from the rib of the masculine aspect, we carry a strand of that DNA of the soul partner. This is why when people say, oh, I just knew he was the right one for me the first time I met them, it's because I, I just felt that energy grow right through me. Well, that's the shock recordings linking up right away from first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, right to seventh chakra and even beyond to the heavenly chakras. Um, you feel it. You feel the, that level of energy moving through you. It's, it's a different relationship, and each relationship, soul partner relationship, can be very, very unique. Every individual is very different. Um, and soulmates, of course, can be our family members and our children, our close friends, our industry uh, relationships, our work relationships, and the people in the community that sustain us. These can be our soulmates. Does everyone on earth have a potential soul partner? I believe many do, but this is what I've discovered in, in a number of sessions. There are times when someone has their soul partner, and, you know, I tell you, living up in Maine on an island off the coast, there are many people, including my children's um, great-grandparents, that if I were to ask them, how did, how did you know that was your soul partner? Oh, I just knew I wanted to marry him when we were in fifth grade. And they have these long, long-term relationships. Others, they meet in the first time that they meet. Again, that energy, they will say, I just knew right away. I just knew that that was my one. Others, the soul partner is simply not incarnated. They will not be with someone in this lifetime. Maybe God has given them a special friend or a special brother or sister, um, but they do not have a soul partner in this lifetime. So um, others, believe it or not, have soul partner relationships that for whatever reason don't function. And they have put aside that relationship and gone on to meet to marry, to have a relationship with a soulmate. It's not a soul partner relationship, but it is a relationship that is of joy, and that has validity as well. So do soul partnerships push our buttons better than other soulmates and other people? There are two kinds of soul partner or partnership relationships that super push the buttons, okay? One of those is when you have a soul partner who, for whatever reason, is not of the light. 
Now, you can say that's a partner that's, you know, of darkness, that's a partner of evil, whatever. But when one partner is not of a relatively equal degree of light, it will cause problems in the relationship. There can also be problems when a partner has a level of debt. Um, they either have debt, if you will, a karmic issue in this lifetime, or it could be from a past lifetime. Um, sometimes those debts can be very incongruent. One partner can earn a great deal of money. The other partner spends a tremendous volume of money without any degree of care because they have not overcome that, that karmic lesson. So sometimes there are partners, there are two partners, but where they are in their learning is very different. Both can be of the light, but one needs to grow in a certain area. Those can be antagonistic. There is also a, a type of antagonistic relationship where we have soulmates and there is the feminine aspect of that, that soul, that spirit in body, and then there is another feminine or another masculine aspect of that same soul in body. And they can really push the buttons severely because being of the same spirit, they mirror the worst, the most requirement for healing characteristics in the other soul. Are we then obligated to be with someone if the soul asks us to be together? I mean, like what happens? What are the consequences if we change our mind and say, yeah, this is nice, but no, nah, I don't think so. It depends on whether we have a contract negotiated with that relationship before coming into body. If an individual has a contract to be married to another person for 25 years, and that person says, oh, I don't want to be married, and walks off, what I will frequently see in my practice is someone who may well be alone for the remaining 15 years. And that's very sad to see. Um, it's because there is a void in their life path. There is a void in their contracts, and they don't meet uh, another soul partner. They don't meet another soul appropriate for them to be married to. So, yeah, releasing contracts sometimes can be very painful and have devastating results. So you're saying they have contracts with another. Is there a difference between a contract and an agreement? A contract or sacred covenant, a source covenant, is a covenant created with God for marriage between soul partners. A sacred covenant is a covenant when someone recognizes that their soul partner may not be of the light and their soul partner has been maybe in darkness or working on certain karmic issues for a very long time. So they make a sacred covenant with another person to be a marriage partner in a lifetime. Likewise, in this lifetime, you are aware that people go to certain um, religious sects, and they make a vow to be married for all eternity. Now, that is an agreement, yes? It's a very conscious agreement. 
one of the problems with that is I, I, I see this in my practice. One of the problems is if you have a sacred covenant like that, that you've agreed to in body, but that's not a soul partner. And then if you marry your soul partner in a subsequent lifetime, then that soulmate comes along and you look at them and say, oh, I should be with them. And that is a cause for a lot of affairs. Or I've got an example that I know locally. Um, someone who was a harem master in two prior lifetimes. Now, he struggles with a lot of um, partners in this lifetime, yes? Because they've all been harem members that he's promised to be married to forever in past lifetime. Oh, so, that sounds like it would be a mess. <laughs> it can be a mess, yes. <laughs> It can. It can. So when there's agreement, though, okay, so you talked about contracts. Now, do agreements carry as much karmic responsibility with it or not? Um, it's something that we'd all like to know. And let's find out after an, our break, because we need to take another break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. This show is dedicated to soulmates and soul partners and knowing how to recognize yours. After the break, we'll find out about some of the different ways that Susan has assisted people. Her website is soulwealth.com. are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss Shamanic Counselor and Indigenously Trained Dream Decoder, Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influenced her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, StarwalkerVisions.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence, 
Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is Susan Klopstein, who can be reached at her website, soulwealth.com. Susan, before the break, you were talking about the difference between a contract and an agreement. So we got that there's karmic retribution if you break a contract. But what about agreements? Can you break agreements without that karmic little thing that happens? If the agreements are made with the approval of the Heavenly Father, um, then they do carry some weight if they are broken. Um, But if they're not sanctioned by spirit, then they don't tend to carry as much uh, karmic weight. No. What's the basis of a soul-twin partnership, and how does that differ from what we've already been discussing? The basis of soul-twin partnership is really um, to make sure that people learn lessons, to provide a great deal of stress, relational stress between the two. And it can be um, same-sex partners. It can be opposite-sex partners. By the way, it can also be twins. And it's to provide a great deal of stress between the relationship that that they constantly mirror each other and struggle to overcome certain uh, character weakness, certain character weaknesses. It becomes really important, and what it also indicates is they 
the soul has tried to overcome these character weaknesses before, but has not been highly successful. Therefore, sometimes they will come with a feminine and a masculine or a feminine and a feminine aspect of the self to work through these issues. Okay, so we've been talking about soulmates and soul partners and soul connections, and I have so many more questions. But first, I'd like our audience to understand your special gift, because besides being studious and having read voraciously, you're able to see things beyond what most people's physical eyes could see. Would you mind sharing that with us? Um, Yes. Certainly. What I tend to see when I look at people is mostly what is some of the largest issues that the individual carries that is blocking them or marginalizing them that they cannot move forward on their life path. Um, sometimes the marginalization, be, it can be a curse, a core curse, a realm curse, a group curse, a, a mission curse, um, a financial curse, a family curse, something like that. Sometimes the marginalizations can be karmic issue, and karmic issue can include um, physical issues, emotional issues, mental, spiritual issues, um, broken contracts, things like that from um, prior to coming into this lifetime. Sometimes they can be miscellaneous Akashic records, just a relationship issue or a debt issue or a sin issue, something little that needs to be cleaned up, or a health issue. Health issues can be tremendous karmic issues or Akashic records that need to be healed and released in order for that person to overcome any any marginalization and return to their life path in a way that's much more fulfilling for them, much more peaceful. So you're able to read the Akashic Records, so you're using that knowledge also when you're helping people. Do you also read the auric field, or are you seeing the angels, or how does that go about? Because um, because you see so much more than, say, like what I could see if I was just looking at a person. Right. Well, I try not to unless they have come to me in a request and unless we can go under prayer. And that way, they have um, privacy, yes? Um, but if someone comes to me and they want, they really want help, then what I can see is if there are guardian angels, guides, or teachers around them, I can identify them. I will be able to see to the right side. Um, since that they are struggling with, I can go into the Akashic libraries and read them. I can go into the Eternal Book of Source and read some of the backgrounds. Um, I can go into the Akashic records again, and sometimes see relationship issues between people. Um, I can definitely flip to past lifetimes and see if there is a trauma or a health issue in a past lifetime that someone is bringing forward that they need to heal in this lifetime, or if they have just recently come upon an age of which they suffered the same issue in a past lifetime before. Does that make sense to you? Um, yes. Yeah, because okay. your yeah. vision is your vision is just incredible. On your website, soulwealth.com, you speak about soulmates sometimes being family members or coming in groups or families. So how does this work that souls show up in? Is there such a thing like a family of souls or do we have families like we have here but on the soul level? Or how is it that you see that? 
Oh, yes, we have many families. It's really fun. Um, in fact, I'll just point out one. You know, the Duggar family, that's an interesting family with an interesting life path. They have come to uh, manifest what a very close family system looks like and how sometimes a close family system will struggle with boundary issues um, and how they will struggle with even um, very, very serious transitions transgressions of boundary issues, and then how they will work through those with forgiveness and in a peaceful way, and then go on. Do you know what I mean? A wonderful, wonderful, wonderful family um, dynamic that they carry. Other people, for example, look at the original team of IBM or Apple executives. They obviously is function like a family, um, they would be from a whole group of computer divas, yes? Um, people that create medicine, yes, might be from the Council of Banu. Um, they may be from a large medical assistance team group. Um, they're people that generally, number one, are either created together in a primordial family group and the souls have the same function, or they're people where the souls are created from a primordial family group, but they have chosen to work in the past in an ancient group which shares a same commitment. And therefore, you will see them incarnate and work together in this lifetime, as well as um, work together in community affairs in this lifetime. Yes? Um, they may be community managers together. They may be inventors together. Um, here we have a group of people that work in a hereditary research laboratory together that have been in ancient groups together, yes, working with DNA. So, okay. um, so there are these kinds, different kinds of family groups. So you've touched upon the different groups and the soulmates and, and those relationships. How do they originate to begin with? How do the soul groups originate? Uh-huh. Do you have any idea? When I see the soul group origination, it's usually an outpulse of a vision of God, literally. And then that vision splits into groups of souls. And the souls may have slightly different DNA, but it's a group of souls. It's, it's just like if you were to um, have... Uh, triplets, you know, or um, quintuplets, yes? Okay, so you start talking about groups of souls, and there, I have this whole list that you use on your website that I think that are terms that we'd love explained. I would love to give you a term and you give us a definition of this and how it plays out, starting with what is a karmic soul partner versus a regular soul partner. A, um, a karmic soul partner is a soul partner that carries many karmic issues, many sins that they are 
incarnated for the purpose of healing in this lifetime. So maybe they were alcoholic in a past lifetime, yes? They have a karmic responsibility to heal that disease state in this lifetime. And sometimes they can be married to a partner that just doesn't carry that DNA, doesn't carry that as an issue at all. So that one would be one would be a karmic or the other one has agreed to help them? Yes. Is that what pulls them together? One would be a karmic and the other would have agreed to help them. That's usually always in the contract. All right. Please define a partner of darkness versus a partner of light. What you mean by that? I mean, we jokingly sometimes say this one is a bright light and this one is a lower light. I mean, really jokingly that you're calling it a partner of light or darkness. And so how do you define that? When someone is as dark is of darkness, they have either been rejected by source or then they're in a place of a damnation by source. In other words, source says, look, you know, I'm, I'm not helping you until you heal this. You heal this. They're not eternally damned. But the Heavenly Father has pushed them away for a period of time until they deal with a certain issue. There are others that um, are of a void. They say in their soul, I don't know whether I believe in God or not. I don't know whether I believe in the light of his information, knowledge, and wisdom or not. I'm in a void. And so a partner of darkness would be a partner that literally is cast aside by source, either eternally or for a period of time. Okay. Those relationships, by the way, can really be um, antagonistic. They can be really trouble-filled and sometimes can have a great deal of um, spousal and child abuse in them. Wow, that just seems really hard for some reason to to think that that source or the divine for any reason would just say, I'm hands-off for a while. And yet you're saying that's what you see occasionally in your, you know, in your sessions with people helping them. So how do you help someone? Um, and we're starting to run close to a break. But how do you help someone when you see that that they are of darkness as you define it? Well, sometimes it's they're of darkness because they have a vow oath, a contract to another um, god of darkness or another being of darkness. Say if they've made a they've made a pact with Satan or Baal or Belial or Balmerath or Amorak or Timorak or Tobak or any one of these beings. What if they've made a vow? So what we do is release the vow and have them say, "I have one hundred percent desire to reconnect with sources. I know him as I understand him. I have a desire." And then we look at any um, issues that they have outstanding with, with Source that they have a desire to heal. And I'll help give them some steps to go about healing that. Wow. We need to take our last break. I think it's wonderful you're able to do that. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. After the break, we'll find out what Susan has in her name that assisted her that you might have in your name as well.
Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, 
the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is Susan Klopstein, whose website is soulwealth.com. She's taken her skills to a level where she's able to see your potential mates as well as being an intuitive. She assists others by being able to read the Akashic records and reveal to them their purpose in life and why they have encountered the experiences that they have. Susan, before the break, we were talking about different kinds of soulmates. And when you're reading their, someone's Akashic record, is it obvious in the Akashic record who their partners are or soulmates are? Or does that change lifetime to lifetime? Um, so like per se, in this lifetime, I'd have one partner that was designated to be my soul partner. But in a different lifetime, I'd have somebody else. How does that work? In the Akashic records, um they're really a history of every lifetime you've ever lived. So in those records, it would indicate maybe who you've been married to in a past lifetime. But what it really indicates is if you have been married to that person, it would indicate if it's a free will choice or if it was arranged. If it was arranged, was it happy or not? Um, Are there debts? that were acquired in that lifetime for issues of pride or deceit or violence or um, shame or anything that would have been outside of peaceful living. Those are what would be noted. Um, Children and relationship to children are also noted, as well as debts to children and debts to family members. Um, that's what's commonly noted in the Akashic Records. Well, you talk about divine ascension groups and divine mission groups. And so how do these groups come about and how do you define them? You know, what's your understanding of those groups? There are many people that work very hard to be of God's love and light. And they are consciously adding more and more knowledge and wisdom and life experience in uh, not just living and in relationships, but also in service to humanity. Those beings obviously are going through initiations and an ascension process. Now, we have um, some really powerful ascension groups. The Christel Council is a group that allows people to integrate souls of self from past lifetime, clear karmic karmic issues, and it celebrates when someone has moved into an in-Christed state. They're able to integrate all of their souls and their spirit 
spirit into oneness. They are people that have a great deal of light above the head. When you look at pictures of the Holy Family of Jesus, you see this light. They were all members of the Christel Council. There are also beings that are members of the Order of Melchizedek. These people have provided tremendous community assistance, support, and leadership. They have ascended by leading legions of people, and they have ascended into this great group, and they provide leadership. There is also the great white brotherhood of beings that provide guidance and leadership to assist um, beings that are in body in their ascension. And there, there are other groups as well, but those three are the most noteworthy how do you find out about these groups? I mean, how would you even know that they exist? Well, I I see them. So when someone comes in and they are a member of that group, then they generally have um, silver ties going up into that that group, and I'll see that group um, above them. Sometimes I can even identify specific individuals from our history in those groups. If you could change one thing about people's understanding or how they look at the world, what would that be? Oh my goodness, it would be please live consciously. Live consciously. Um, Be aware of sins. Be aware of how you might be hurting yourself or others. And another thing would be This is an interesting one, to understand the real term of forgiveness. Forgiveness doesn't mean, oh, what they did is all right, you know, I'll heal, It, it doesn't matter. No, forgiveness means I don't need to carry this. I forth give it. I give it back. I need freedom. Therefore, I give this back to my higher spirit to transmute into information, knowledge, and guidance that will help me. I give it back to the person that hurt me, that their spirit may transition this into information, knowledge, and experiences that they will learn from. And I give it back to the Heavenly Father whose shoulders are much bigger than mine are and who would love to take this pain right off me. That's that's really cool because I've always looked at the word forgiveness as I am for, not against giving it back to source to take care of. Um, You do a lot of different things. You have a lot of different gifts and talents. So off the main topic some, I was privileged to see a house that you helped to arrange the furniture for a single professional man. Instead of having a formal dining room, you turned it into an office, which freed up a spare bedroom to be a guest bedroom. And I thought that was really clever of you because as a single person, he probably wouldn't be entertaining and needing that dining room. And the way the house was, it just really looked once that all the furniture got moved, like that was the way the house was meant to be. So do you often do that using feng shui and designs or uh, helping people using feng shui? You know, it. I do. The minute I walk into a house sometimes with an individual and we're looking at a house, um, I look at it and I see how they're, they are meant to function in that home. So it's not uncommon for me to shift the purpose of rooms and the colors and sometimes and furniture placements 
and change the flow of the house to be much more effective for people. In fact, you remember when we I did that the professional woman who lived in the area of L.A., and we walked into her house, and um, she wanted me to do feng shui. So I immediately um, said, you need to remove this and this and this and this. And we walked into the kitchen. It was total disaster because she had rented it for a long time, and the landlord had not seen it or updated anything. So we prayed right then and there that something would happen, that the landlord would have to see it and would become willing to update the kitchen. And within a month, two friends of hers that were football players walked through the house, moved everything, shifted everything that she didn't need out, and the landlord came and totally redid the kitchen for her. So, yeah, so I do that a lot. Uh, speaking of design, spiritually in your understanding, what determines a standard of living contract? What is that, a standard of living contract? A standard of living contract, it has uh, a number of it has a number of aspects to it. First, like, does that person have a contract to own a home? Um, do they have a contract to be in charge of a piece of land? Um, when they have a standard of contract, what is their exchange? The left hand is the hand of receivership from the Heavenly Father. What does he allow them to have as their exchange? We... Are they responsible to give 100% of their gifts and talents? Are they responsible to give 80% or even 60% of their gifts and talents? From the, the gifts and talents that they give, what do they receive from their gifts and talents? Do they receive 30% remuneration, 60% remuneration, 100% remuneration? We have people that have 800, 1,200, 96,000% um, remuneration for what they give. Um, these standards actually are set before we come in, into body. And so all of that is a part of the standard of living. It's about the exchange. What what do we have in this lifetime for gifts and talents, for homeland property, inheritances? What is planned for us? What do we have to exchange of our gifts and talents in order to receive homeland property, money, and remuneration on earth? Well, we definitely know that your knowledge of what you're doing is just incredibly expansive. Um, thank you so much for being with us tonight, Susan. Be prepared and, and surprised and very pleased when you experience Susan Klopstein's work. Her website, again, is soulwealth.com. Susan Klopstein's name indicates that she excels at being able to learn anything and that she likes her instructor to be nearby in order to immediately answer a question. Yes, once she understands the foundation, she's no longer dependent on that teacher and wishes to kindly let that teacher know ever so nicely that she's done and that teacher can go on their way. This is found in the first letter of the first name being an S. If your name begins with S, you too can learn anything and enjoy having the teacher nearby until you feel confident that you've learned the foundation and you can fly on your own. Do you want to know where your genius lies? I'm Sharon Lynn Wyatt, host of the radio show, Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which can be heard every weekday at various hours right here on XZBN.com. 
um, net radio and Exxon radio station and on knowthename.com. Tune in to hear the fascinating ways other people discovered the genius in themselves and what they were able to accomplish. In each upcoming show, you'll hear clues on how you can recognize your own innate genius. And if you want to know how to read a person's name or more of what your own name means and how to discover your innate genius, go to the website, knowthename.com, and give yourself the gift of a session. This is Sharon Lynn Wyeth, signing off. <laughs>